of the sky. Look. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Matt Spectro through the multiverse. Thank you for joining us for another exciting episode of Matt Spectro Through the Multiverse. I am your host, Matt Spectro, lifetime comic fan, lifetime animation fan, lifetime superhero fan, and you have reached the podcast that is exclusively talking comic book animation. Let me explain the rules. If this is your first episode, we're talking comic book animation. That never changes. Rule number two. Big fan of old team-up books. Marvel team-up, Brave and the Bold, DC Comics presents. So this is a team-up podcast. Every week, me and a special guest teaming up. Discuss the world of comic book animation. Third rule and most important, we got to have fun. Thank you for joining us for episode 48. We are counting down to our one-year anniversary of Matt Spector through the multiverse and what we've been doing as we've been bringing back our five most popular guests. On that note, he was on the third most downloaded episode in the history of the multiverse. He's the former host of the For the Pops podcast and the show's Batman expert. Welcome back to the multiverse, Jamie. Okay, all kinds of that introduction were just wrong. Number one, I I, I would think that you would refer to me as the, the 2021 guest of the year i believe i won that award at the end i won that award at the end of the year at our year-end awards matt Spectro in the multiverse guest of the year also guest host of the podcast i guess hosted um with what i think you know when you become rich and famous that's going to become like the the long last episode it's like you and your producer for whatever reason you like to try to pretend that that episode of <laughs> brian malonis and i talking about he-man and mess like what i ever saw on twitter that you're sitting there saying, oh, and for the first time, we're going to talk about He-Man. I'm like, no, literally, I did it once before. And, and yet, yet the one title you keep giving me is from a podcast I haven't done in like three years. <laughs> so can, can we lose the For the Pops? Because, I don't know, Scotty Slade, speaking of, of missing persons, people just disappeared <laughs> in the multiverse. I mean, it was, like, it was like he got hit by like the big red red sky in crisis and just ceased to exist in this, in this universe. So, you know, in, in the future, for what I'm on, yet again... Uh, it should be 2021 guest of the year, former guest host, Jamie Jamikowski. And, and I do have a question for you. You have me ranked number three. Correct. I'm just curious. Why isn't it cumulative? Why isn't it all my combined downloads to get me the number one spot? I've, I've, I've guest hosted once. I've been on twice before. I think those three probably add up to more than whoever the hell else you think is ahead of me. I did say the the guests from our five most downloaded episodes, and uh, the when you were the third most downloaded episode is the first time you joined us when we discussed Batman the animated series. Almost got him. So, so pretty much, once per- people heard me once, they just don't want to listen to my episodes anymore. <laughs> I get it. Whatever. Why do I keep doing this? You know, I have sunny in seventy five. I live in Southern California now. I'm kind of a celebrity. So I really don't have to deal with this, but go ahead. So what are we talking about today? So you think it was the, uh, everyone wanted to tune in to hear Batman, the animated series, not necessarily you. Is that what you're saying? I think it was new. I think it was different. I'm, I'm, I'm sure, you know, I know. I think, I think my name draws. <laughs> if you put me on 
Cold Fury, whatever the hell number they're up to right now, I'm telling you, I would draw. But I'm I'm not really a fit for chaotic wrestling anymore from what I see. So, uh, but but no, I draw. I think it was my name on the. I'm a headliner. I keep hoping for the pops is going to come back. That's why I always mention it whenever I have you on the show. Hey, look, you know this is like um some of those great great rivalries in history. Um, you know Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis, but like some of these great pairs that broke up. Hey, look, I'm open to a reunion with Scotty Slade. He just doesn't want to have anything to do with me. He's disappeared off the face of the earth. Now he just sits there making a making like dad TikTok videos or something where it's, oh, you know, a dad when his daughter wears heels for the first time. Oh, comedic double take for the camera. Okay, whatever. Well, I figured that my five guests might have something to do with the popularity, so I'm letting them pick what we're going to talk about. So, Jamie, what are we talking about today and why did you pick it? We are talking about, Matt, what actually was, like historically when I think back to my childhood, like when you'd tie a towel around your neck and go pretend you're a superhero. This was always like a, a comic from my childhood that I remembered as being so incredibly awesome that if I was ever going to be a superhero with my with my blue towel cape around my neck, I would want to be this version. Because, you know, I, I was young. I was, I was, you know, 17. I was like six or seven at the time when I would play superheroes in my backyard. Um, but this one, because I, I was younger, but I would get like the best of everybody's powers. So that's why I picked um, this episode. Now, if you remember when I was trying to tell you which one it was. Well, you haven't even told my audience yet what episode of what. So why don't we start with that? You did. You, I think you announced it earlier. No, I did not. I asked you, what are we watching today? And why did you pick it? I never actually said what we're watching. Well, we are watching the amazing, I believe it is a 1979 episode Um Ironically, I just learned this today as I pulled up my notes uh, or one of the little wiki pages here. Uh, it's actually November 3rd, 1979, the day before my birthday. We are watching uh, the Super Friends meet Frankenstein. Now, I'll say this is a hell of a choice. This is the cartoon I grew up with uh, as far as superheroes. And it still actually ranks. I, I was just calculating my top five uh, ongoing animation and uh, of, based on comic books. And this is still my number one. Again, it's the one I grew up on. I actually kind of remember this one. I remember the version right before it um, with, uh, uh, what was it, uh, Wendy and Marvin and uh, Wonder Dog. For these, we're starting to get more into the Wonder Twins era. But I also remember the uh, when it was the Legion of Doom. But this is kind of sandwiched in between the two, if I recall correctly. I think this season that we're watching now is kind of sandwiched in between the originals. And now we haven't quite gotten to the Legion of Doom yet, so... So a little background, we're talking the Super Friends. In the late 60s, early 70s, Filmation actually had the rights to the DC characters. And they had done, they hadn't done a Justice League cartoon per se, but they had done a bunch of different ones. Superman, Superboy, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. Uh, and then Hanna-Barbera got the rights to the DC characters. And back in 1973, the Super Friends first aired on ABC. Basically, if anyone's unfamiliar, the Super Friends is essentially the Justice League. They even refer to themselves as the Justice League several times on the show, but they also are called the Super Friends. This is probably the longest running comic book animation of all time. It ran off and on from 1973 till the final season in 1985, if you can believe that. And uh, Hanna-Barbera was the uh, the production company that took care of it. And the producers were uh, Lewis Marshall and 
I'm bad with pronunciations. Awayo Takan Takanoto, I believe is how you what, say. What, what what racist words are you trying to say right now? What are you doing? I'm trying to pronounce this guy's name. I'm just terrible at pronunciation. Wow. Jeez. All right. Now I remember in the mid '80s, it turns like the superpowers show to tie into the uh, the uh, what you call it, the toy line. Oh yeah, they had. We can talk about another day because I used to own all of those too. Do you not have any anymore? No. You know what happened? Actually, I remember. Remember, I'm, I'm an only child, and I had all my old superpowers. And I can tell you, I used to buy them at Woolworths. I was where I used to go to buy them, and I remember I was probably like. 15 years old and I decided, oh, you know, I should be good. And I, my oldest cousin was five years old at the time. So I did this big thing where I like gifted him all of my superpowers, action figures. Then like the next time I went over their house, he had completely destroyed them. And I was so pissed uh, that I haven't spoken <laughs> for uh, 40 years. <laughs> no, that, that cannot be right. No, it's not. No, it's not. I've, I've spoken to him, but uh, he's still not I, my favorite cousin. Just, I just remember the Woolworths in my hometown had the, uh, um, had the Calabac rock thrower vehicle for like well after they stopped making those toys, <laughs> like four or five years after they had completed that line, the Woolworths by my, in my town it still had that Calabac rock throwing vehicle from the superpowers line. Yep. Yep. The Brainiac figure the was, uh, was amazing. So Brainiac, was, right. Yeah. Brainiac. He was the, the robotic version of Brainiac. So he looked, I remember Hawkman was really cool. Um, Hawkman's what I really remember because like his wings were like solid, like you'd, you'd squeeze his legs and his wings would flap. I always like that, but we're getting completely off topic. <laughs> so the super friends over the years was maybe not staying on topic is why I'm only ranked number three <clears throat> garbage. It's a uh, super friends, the all new super friends, hour challenge of the super friends, the world's greatest super friends back to super friends to super friends, the legendary superpower show. And finally, the superpowers team, Galactic Guardians. Oh, that's right. Now, now, Matt, we got to tell everybody that when we were kind of leading up to this episode, you texted me and you're like, hey, you know, what do you want to do? And I was kind of going back and forth. And I was trying to describe this episode to you. I think the best part is it's called the Super Friends Meet Frankenstein. In all of our conversations and like all my memories of this, I had no idea that Frankenstein was, was the bad guy in this. <laughs> like, like, my whole point was I remembered like the payoff that Robin gets a piece of everybody's powers. But I had no idea Frankenstein was going to be in this. So I was, you know, quite intrigued when I, when I turned it on HBO max to watch it. Before we get to the specific episode, not a lot, cause we've discussed this on earlier episodes. The legendary Alex Toth had done a lot of the character designs. There was a lot of crossover from the filmation. They got some of the voice actors to continue to work on the super friends. This is also, since you're a Batman expert, a bit of trivia. This is the first time ever not this particular episode but the super friends cartoon is the first time ever batman's origin was depicted outside of the comic books just trivia fastballs on this episode this is amazing (laughs) not in this episode though no not that particular episode but this is i just thought that was a pretty interesting fact about the super friends so like jamie had said we're going to be watching the Super Friends Meet Frankenstein, original air date, November 3rd, 1979. Now, this was uh, written by a Jeffrey Scott, directed by Ray Patterson, uh, Carl Ur- Urbane, Oscar Dufa, and George Gordon. Interesting enough, this is the third time the Super Friends fought something that was inspired by the old Universal Monster movies. They had uh, fought the mummy on a previous episode and an attack of the vampires. They fought Dracula. 
They sure did. <laughs> so it's uh <laughs> sorry, you're stating facts. I don't know what I don't know where you want me to go with that, but yes, yes, they did. This season they kind of went down. This was after the Legion of Doom because uh the Super Friends team had blown up. There was a lot. They had added Flash, Hawkman, Green Lantern, Apache Chief, all those guys. This one, they kind of went back to the basics of Superman, Batman, Robin, Aquaman, One Woman, and the Wonder Twins. I didn't know this was after Legion of Doom. I thought this was before. No, it was after. That I learned something new today. <laughs> so you didn't have much of a memory. You just remember Robin getting the, the, the superpowers. Robin getting all the powers. Like you, you basically had, like, you know, late 90s attitude era Robin just gassed out of his mind, you know, just all jacked up, completely on gas, looking all um, big and ginormous. Interesting you picked this episode, too, because in my research, uh, according to what I found, this is the only episode in the show's history where Robin is the main hero who saves the day at the end of the episode. Not to jump ahead. You're giving, okay, you know what, why don't you just give everything away now, because, you know, you're taking away all my... <sighs> you know, Matt, as a former guest host of your podcast, let me give you a little tip. That maybe what you want to do is, you know, save some stuff for the guests to talk about later, because uh, otherwise it's going to be just, look, folks, watch the episode, you know, go get some nachos or something, because I'm not going to have anything left to say. But continue. This is a good time. So we'll go over uh, the credit where credit is due section. People that appear in this episode, Superman, created by Jerry Seigel and Joe Schuster. He's voiced by the late Danny Dark, who had... Uh, most of his voiceover work was he was a, a spokesperson for many different products in the 60s and 70s, including Keebler, AT&T, and I believe uh, Chevrolet as well. And unfortunately, he's no longer with us. Batman, created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger. He is voiced by the late Olin Soule, who had actually um, had done the uh, voice of Batman on the Filmation series, so he actually carried over. He also, I believe he did the voice all the way till the second to last season where Adam West actually came on and did the voice of Batman. I believe the final season or the second to last season. And Olin also did the voice of Martin Stein when Firestorm showed up later on on the Super Friends as well. Uh, Wonder Woman, created by William Moulton Marston, uh, voiced by Shannon Foreman. She's actually, I believe, the only voice actor from the original Super Friends that's actually still with us. And she had also voiced Lois Lane and, and Hot Girl when they appeared on this show. So apparently they could only afford one female to do the voice acting on the Super Friends. Hey, it was the 70s. There weren't that many opportunities for women in the workplace. Robin, created by Bob Kane, Bill Finger, Jerry Robinson, voiced by the late, great Casey Kasem, America's Top 40, and also the voice of Shaggy on Scooby-Doo. Which is weird, because if you think about it, at one point they did a cartoon where Shaggy met Robin, so he's basically having a conversation <laughs> with himself at one point. Hey, some, sometimes that's not a bad break in the day, just talking to yourself for a little while, Matt. I feel like you've been doing it for the past three minutes. <laughs> and uh, Frankenstein, created by Mary Shelley, uh, voiced by also the late Stanley Ralph Ross, who had uh, done a lot of voice acting. He actually does Gorilla Grodd and Brainiac on the Super Friends he also actually did a voice on Babe 2, Pig in the City. What are we going to talk about Babe Part 3? Everybody loves bacon. Is there a... Uh, <laughs> there isn't a third Babe, is there? I don't I don't know. I didn't know there was a second one. <laughs> Jesus. 
Uh, you never know. It might have been one of those direct-to-DVD uh, sequels. They did that a lot. Good Lord. We're not, we're not even into the meat of the show yet. We're already... Oh, God. So, on that note... I miss Scotty Slade. <laughs> we are going to watch Super Friends. The Super Friends meet Frankenstein. And then we're going to talk about it when we come back. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> It's the Penguin! And the Joker! What can they be up to? Oh no! Are they going to steal the Batmobile? Can it be? Can they get away with it? Flash the bat signal! The dynamic duo will be needed here for this! I hope they see it! Success! Into action, Robin! The Batcane's computer plots the strategy! They'll need Batcycle and Batcopter for this one! Let's split up and hit them high and low, boy wonder. <laughs> Holy leap and bat cycle! We've got to capture those dastardly villains. Trapped at the pass! That should hold the two of you for a while. Space Monkey, Bleak, dedicated to truth, justice, and peace for all mankind. Weekdays at 5 p.m. on TV 19. Don't let this balmy weather fool you. There's a deep freeze moving in all across Canada. Chill. Batman and Robin is this summer's coolest blockbuster. So chill out with official Batman and Robin collector's cups at Taco Bell. Chill. The coolest movie and the coolest collector's cups. Images frozen irresistibly for you. Yours for just 49 cents with any delicious Big Bill combo purchase. Get yours before they're gone. Meanwhile, at the Podcast of Justice. It's the world's greatest super friends, Batman and Robin, Superman, Wonder Woman and Aquaman, the Wonder Twins, banded together to protect the universe from the forces of evil, the Super Friends. And we are back. We just watched the Super Friends meet Frankenstein. And before we say anything else, the music, come on, you can't knock it. Got to be one of the, the greatest of all time for any superhero cartoon. Oh, it's tremendous. It's a tremendous opening. Before we get into it, we're, we're going to just didn't say it before. There's going to be spoilers. And we are not necessarily experts. We're just two guys like talking about Super Friends. If we get it wrong. I apologize in advance. Well, it came out in 1979. If, if, if that's not a spoiler, if, if you haven't seen it by now, you just spoilers call for something that came out like literally. I'm the only thing older than this episode. <laughs> well, you know, better say better safe than sorry. Somebody listening might not have seen it yet. Oh my god, some 65 year old guy, god damn it, I was gonna watch it next week. What? No, 
Somebody, anybody older than me doesn't know what a podcast is. Never mind worrying about spoilers <laughs> for Super Friends on a multiverse pod. God. <sighs> for a guy who's uh, so popular on my show, you're very hostile. You know what? I think I think it's I think it's the drama that brings him that brings him back. I think what it is is you got pigeonholed a little bit as the Batman expert, so you kept coming back for Batman episodes, and people are like, "Yeah, you know, we know what we're gonna get with this guy." I've literally done two Batman episodes and one master. Maybe if you'd acknowledge the Masters of the Universe episode, I wouldn't get pigeonholed. <laughs> Good lord! If this were like BuzzFeed, it would be on the list of you know the one episode that that went against the rest of the series, and you you, you and Crockett would throw me in that because he he got all all, all pissy because Malone and I we were both doing our best to help you out. You know we're we're on. AirPods and and your producer gets all 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 miserable if you know it's not the audio quality of of an A plus production. Continue back to Super Friends and Frankenstein. We open in Transylvania, where of course it's always raining and lightning, in Castle Frankenstein, where there's the Doctor and Igor, and I didn't know, but he's actually the great great grandson of the Doctor Frankenstein we all know and love. I told you, Matt, as I was as I was explaining this to you as one of my favorite episodes of any show of all time. That's why I picked it. And then we decided to talk about it. I literally did not remember that Frankenstein was part of this episode. <laughs> it works like Transylvania in the DC universe. Because number one, you never want to live in a major city in the DC universe because it's going to get attacked by aliens or, or some other horrible <laughs> creature, or crazy clowns. But if you're going to pick the worst one, it might be Transylvania. Well, um, he says he's going to make a monster again a better one than the one his great-great-grandfather made. And uh, he has the body already. It pretty much looks exactly like the old Frankenstein monster. In fact, they're even doing the almost the exact same experiment from the original Frankenstein movie. Well, why wouldn't you? It was so successful last time, and, you know, by your great-great-great-great-grandfather. Do you think the technology might have advanced a little bit over the time where they're not, you know, have to have a lightning storm for this experiment? No, no. If it worked for Froderick, it would work here. <laughs> I mean, there's got to be a better way to harness electricity that some advancement in electricity that we've made in the last like 100 years. Absolutely not. I think it, it worked for, uh, you know, Victor von Frankenstein. It worked for Froderick von Frankenstein. It worked for Igor. It worked for Igor. I think this is perfect. So is this the great, great grandson of Igor as well? Well, they, they told me it was Igor. <laughs> It's not a very attractive name. Who would keep naming their son Igor or Igor? Like, why would you keep that family name going? Because because he's a he's a very uh, popular and probably well respected uh, person in Transylvania. He's been the second hand man to uh, the, the Frankenstein family. Why why wouldn't you keep the uh, legacy alive? So the experiment works. He's like glowing blue when he comes to life, and uh, he's got like a little walkie talkie that he uses to communicate with him. And he tells him he wants to seek revenge on all the ancestors that uh, persecuted his grandfather. So to go and get revenge on the village. So does that mean like none of them have left Transylvania? Like the families all stay there? I, from what I understand, it's very difficult to get um, a, a visa or a passport uh, out of Transylvania. That's why a lot of families do tend to, tend to stay there. Um, it's actually a very sad story. If you want to hear more about it, you know, uh, UNICEF, uh, Red Cross. They're all involved trying to change the uh, the living and life quality of uh, residents of Transylvania. 
to let them go out and see the rest of the world. So we uh, we go to the Hall of Justice where Batman and Robin are working on the Bat Plane, making sure that all of it is uh, working just fine. You see Gleek, the Wonder Twins monkey. He's going through the uh, Justice League junk pile. He's building his own plane. You're glossing over, I think, what was my favorite part of this episode. Was obviously they had a plan for the episode, and it, and it was going to be, uh, we're bringing in Frankenstein. I don't know if you read this, but they purposely held this one back so it aired right around Halloween. Makes sense. And you know what they said? They said, okay, we want Robin to get the powers of Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman. We can discuss the powers of Batman later. Let's do it with Frankenstein. And they said, what about Aquaman and the Wonder Twins? And somebody else in the room said, ah, damn it. Let's just send them to Atlantis. Because <laughs> that was the whole thing. They're like, oh, they're repairing the aqua car in Atlantis. I forget what the hell they were doing there. They were attending a ceremony, but they were just visiting Atlantis. So they were gone. Yeah, Superman says that they should have took Gleek with him. Right, because that's what Superman's known for, is just being mean to poor, powerless little animals. And we bring this up in many episodes, from the 60s to the 90s. What is the obsession with these stupid sidekicks and dumb um, talking animals? And why does so many of these cartoons and TV shows have this? That's what you're questioning? That's what you're questioning from 70s and 80s cartoons is silly, silly sidekicks? Well, it went all the way to the 90s where, like, no matter who they were, they had to have some dumb animal or little person sidekick. Well, like Snarf, Orko, the uh, Needle from the Conan cartoon. Like, they had Wonder Dog before Gleek. It just goes on and on and on. Because maybe they're making cartoons for, like, five-year-olds, not 40-year-olds. Come on, as a kid, even as a kid, I didn't even like the stupid monkey. God, well, then you were just a miserable young child. So he does get his plane to work, though. You got to give him credit. So uh, maybe he's smarter than the average monkey. Uh, but it almost, it's, he's kind of, he crashes into a big statue of justice. And Robin says, uh, give it up, Gleek. If monkeys were meant to fly, they'd have wings. See, you and I pick up on completely different parts of this show. The other thing I picked up on was build a hall of justice. Right in like, the main room, they've got a big junk pile that they actually yeah. call the Justice League, like, if you're part of the Justice League on the Super Friends, do you have to put the words Justice League before everything? <laughs> so it's like, uh, uh, hey, Batman, I'm going to go make a Justice League smoothie in the Justice League blender. Where are you going to be doing that, Superman? In the Justice League kitchen. All right, well, look out, because I put my Justice League laundry in the Justice League hallway. I've uh, never actually, uh, in any previous episodes, remember the Justice League junk pile ever showing up. Well, because no, clearly it was an important part, uh, an important plot point at that point. But in this one, we have to reference because that's where Gleek is making his uh, his uh, Gleek plane. So after uh, Robin tells me he would have wings if he meant to fly, Batman says, well, monkeys would at least get flying lessons if they were meant to fly. So Batman always quick with a quip. So uh, then they get a call from uh, Transylvania. And this is one of my favorite moments of the show. They got... The consultant or the, I don't even know what he is, somebody from Transylvania on the screen. And he's like, we need your help. Looks like what's uh, attacking us is, and then he looks off and goes, oh no! (laughs) The screen goes blank. We never get to find out what was attacking him. Because clearly he's calling the Justice League from the corner of, you know, I'm trying to think like two two streets in Transylvania. That's like... um, Blood Ave and, and Batlane, and it's just, and that's where he's talking. He's he's on he's on his celly, 
on the corner because that's where they hold all their diplomatic uh, meetings. So they say that Batman and Robin, they're going to handle it. They don't even technically know what it is, but the two of them think they can handle it, so they're going to take the bat plane over to Transylvania. And then you get shots of the Frankenstein monster in Transylvania. He's destroying restaurants. He's turning over a horse and buggy. Um, he's about to attack a little girl with a puppy, but... Hold, hold on. No, no, no. Can you work on your phrasing for a minute there? All right, go ahead. There's a little girl with a puppy that he's about to attack. Otherwise, the way you made it sound like he's about to attack a little girl with a puppy, it's like Frankenstein's holding a puppy and whacking the girl with it. Uh, <laughs> sentence structure is very important when you do a podcast, Matt. So there's a little girl with a puppy, and the monster's about to attack both of them. But Batman and Robin jump in and says, that's far enough, you mindless monster. And kind of a surprising moment. The, the guy just grabs Batman and throws him... <laughs> <laughs> like right across the street into a bush. Now, now Matt, a, a little bit of history here for you. Um, I don't know if you remember, but a lot of people here know that you and I used to work together in chaotic wrestling. Uh, that yes. was also what we used to say in the refs' uh, earpieces when a Mark Sherman match started to go too long. <laughs> that's enough, you mindless monster. Go home now. I don't know if you remember that, but that's a true story. Uh, Robin gets thrown, but he bounces off like the big tent over the building and Lands on Frankenstein's uh, shoulders, gets him in a chokehold. He has a, he has a five count to break that, though. <laughs> he can take up to a full five count. Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein, I should say, he uh, tells the monster to lead them back to the castle. That's where they're going to properly dispose of him. So they follow this uh, monster back to the castle, which is up like a cliff where you do get a pretty awesome uh, scene of Batman and Robin doing the classic you know, rope walking straight up the cliff. Just like that, the little, the little callback to the old uh, '60s TV show with them doing the, the rope, the rope walk up the vertical, uh, the vertical cliff face. That was tremendous. That made me happy. When they get to the top, then uh, Batman's all shocked. He's like, "If my memory serves me, this is Frankenstein's castle." I'm like, "This is the world's greatest detective. They're in Transylvania. <laughs> what the hell else was it?" <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people on this show, look, if, you, if you're like a true DC Comics fan and like you're hoping for accurate portrayals of don't don't watch Super Friends, you know, basically we've just seen Batman and Robin get outsmarted by literally a mindless monster. And then Batman's come as, I think it's uh, Frankenstein, really? You could like if you're giving somebody directions, like if they're coming to your dinner party, it's like, uh, hey, Jamie, this is Matt, I'm running a little late. What happened? Did you get lost? Yep. You told me to turn left at the Frankenstein castle, but I turned left at Wolfman castle. And I just got turned around because I just like, you know, like every, every couple hundred yards, probably a different evil castle. So maybe Batman, maybe Batman was right. Maybe they uh, go inside the castle where Robin gets scared by a cat, which was a pretty uh, tremendous little interaction. It makes sense. He, he, he's a bird. (laughs) It's true. They find the laboratory. They pretty much dispose of the monster with ease. I got to say they, Get him between two lightning balls. Robin throws a switch and zaps him, and he's pretty much done. But, Which is an important note. If you ever go to Transylvania, that's how you stop Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> he's battling says so. The more you know. Whenever there's an evil monster, there's an evil mind behind it. Which uh, Dr. Frankenstein corrects him and says, a brilliant mind. Guess he didn't like Batman not giving him enough credit. Now, this is a weird scene where Batman pulls... What appeared to be a hairdryer out to me and points it at Dr. Frankenstein. 
Yeah, yeah you know, he, he figured maybe if we can get him, you know, a, a better quaff, you know, he, he'll be a happier fella. <laughs> I mean, I think it was a gun of some kind, but it literally looked like a hairdryer. So uh, Igor catches them both with a giant metal claw. Batman says that the super friends are going to stop him. Frankenstein says how he's going to be building a new monster, which will be a thousand times better than the monster he already built. I, I give him credit. He's aiming high. He's going to use Batman's mind and physical presence into a new body, and he does a great laugh. He's like, ha, 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 I don't know who the voice of Dr. Frankenstein was in this. Uh, was Stan, I guess it's Stanley Ralph Ross. Yeah, I feel like correct. this dude did. I, I feel like he did the voices for like every villain on Super Friends. He was the voice of Gorilla Grodd and Brainiac, as well as probably some others. Yeah, like like anytime they, they said, you know, bad scientist number four. I think feel like this was a guy. Not a verdict if he was a bad guy in Babe Two: Pig in the City, but we'll have to look further into that one. God, they're going to do the experiment. Robin's in the dungeon, but he doesn't have his utility belt. Thankfully, though, some rats uh, chew through through his bonds. So while Igor's sleeping, he can sneak his belt back and get the bat skeleton key. It's a handy-dandy device, and he needs to get a hold of the other super friends. Uh, okay, I'm starting to figure this out. Remember when we talked about the Justice League junk pile? Yes. And now we're talking about the bat skeleton key? Yeah. Maybe like at, at the Hall of Justice, like a bad dorm room or like having bad roommates. We have to label everything so people don't eat it. So maybe that's why they like name everything like this. Like, okay, those are the bat tortilla chips. Those belong to Batman. Okay, there's the the super salsa that Superman. But if they say it's the Justice League quesadilla, then it belongs to everybody. I think I'm onto something here. I think they're all just a bunch of bad roommates. And that's why they have to uh, put these titles in front of everything. So uh, you find out when Igor tells Frankenstein that Robin escaped that you know what my favorite part of the podcast is with you, Matt? Can I just say this out loud now? Fire away. Is, is when I say something, and you just completely disregard it and go back to the recap of the episode. Just, just you know, just making this great point about super tortillas and, and bat salsa, or vice versa. And it's like, meanwhile, uh, the rat threw, chewed through the ropes. Continue. You made an excellent point. I believe you are correct in that. It's not. <sighs> it's to make sure that they uh, do not use Superman once used Batman's skeleton key and he got very upset. So he made sure to label it the bat skeleton key. So you find out it was a plan of all along to lure the other super friends there. Cause Robin uh, gets him over there, calls him with the device. And you see that Gleek is flying over the Atlantic ocean with his plane that he built. So they, uh, it's like junk pile. <laughs> yeah. So it's a pretty good plane, apparently. Superman gets there, and they're going to help Batman, but his super hearing, he hears a lot of screams from the villages. So him and Wonder Woman got to take care of that first. Yeah, that's what you do. Screw our Justice League partner. Let's go see what the screaming's about. Now, this was kind of weird, because this monster took Batman's mental facilities and physicality, and he's this black tar octopus hybrid monster. (laughs) Which I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of questioning the logic of point A to point B on this one. I don't, I don't really get it. Yeah, like I, you have to question why Batman was the first. Because the other thing is, it's like he takes over Batman's mental prowess, right? Yep. But he's still just growling and groaning like a Frankenstein monster. 
Yeah, that is true. Like it, it's not like Superman shows up and he's like, "Good afternoon, Superman. You have fallen right into my trap." No, he's you know he don't, he, he should be talking like David Ogden Steers at that point, not so growling. But but you know, okay. Yeah, Batman's supposed to be like so smart, and he's just like yeah, he's like rah, just this growling thing that uh, maybe his vocal cords just didn't didn't develop. But you find out that the monster has kryptonite within him, which is why Superman can't really uh, fight him off. Wonder Woman tries to lasso him, but he like uses his octopus tentacles to hook her as well. So this guy pretty much defeated Wonder Woman and Superman uh, pretty quickly because of the kryptonite, mind you. So uh, you get a quick shot of Gleek landing there, so we know that Gleek has made it to Transylvania as well. So I'm sure everybody's relieved about that. And then they have all the super friends on the big experiment. They're going to make another monster even more powerful than that weird tar octopus monster. So it does work, and they create this pretty awesome, jacked-up, hybrid version of Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. He's got, like, Batman's cowl, Superman's cape and uh, um, symbol. He's got the magic lasso. He's got the wristbands. Did he have the utility belt? I can't remember. I think he did have a utility belt. And he's like, you know, like seven feet tall. He's very large, but with big gnarly teeth and also not very intelligent either. Yeah, you know, the plan has some flaws. Now, um, comics do love these villains that are like an amalgam of all the heroes. Like there was a Mazo who had all the Justice League's powers, the super adaptoid who had like the Avengers powers, the super scroll who had the fantastic four powers. Like they really do love these, uh, these concepts in comic books, which would make me think they can't ever do a Mazo in the super friends. Cause they've pretty much done this character. You, you make, you make a valid point that, that this is kind of a go-to villain in a lot of these comic books. Um, Robin, uh, he get, he meets up with a uh, Gleek. They need a plan to try and, uh, get there uh, they sneak in and free the super friends so igor i don't know why igor is on, always guarding the dungeon he's not particularly good at it but the super friends are extremely weak and barely stand up see here's my question though like if you're the super friends like when do you know you're really screwed it's a day that like all your hopes rest on robin and gleek <laughs> yeah you know well you know it's the old uh even the smallest person can be a hero kind of a deal i don't know I think Robin probably could have called in some others, you know, Flash, Green Lantern, Hawkman, Apache Chief. Igor tells uh, Frankenstein, but he says it doesn't matter that they've escaped because his monster is just too powerful. You watch him on the monitor. He's like ripping up a, a monorail at a ski resort uh, where that train is just going to, well, it looks like it's going to fall, but he actually ends up picking it up and flying with it. Meanwhile, uh, Robin's leading the Super Friends to the Austrian Energy Research Institute. Because the JLA computer told them this was the best place that they could, uh, I guess, reproduce the experiment. I'm sorry, what, what told them? I believe it was either the Bat computer or the Justice League computer. Well, you need to decide. You need to figure out which computer it was. Who does it belong to? Because if it was the Bat computer, clearly Batman and Robin own, actually, I guess just Batman. Otherwise, it might be the Batman and Robin computer, but the Bat computer. But if it's just looking for that information and data belongs to everybody, it's like open sourced. 
they find out that they can do the experiment, but it's never been tested on humans, Robin could die if he goes through with this. But he's like, they're going to do it. They have to do it. There's no other solution. So, well, yeah, to I me, mean, if you're the scientist, it's like, all right. You know, when they went in the back room, or like, I don't know, to smoke an Austrian cigarette in the alley. Like, do you forget the scientists are going, okay, well, here are our choices. If we want to save Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, what must we sacrifice? Well, the only choice is to sacrifice Robin. Well, okay. I mean, it's not that big of a sacrifice. I mean, like, Batman replaces Robin. He changes Robin's like he changes his cape, so... He's got like three more Robins waiting in the wings. So that, this is, I think this is a good strategy. That's why they picked Robin, because if it didn't work, they, they'd get by without Robin. I mean, you can't really replace the Flash that easily, but Robin? <laughs> eh. You know, find another athletic teen, and you're good to go. So it does work. Robin grows seven feet tall. His voice even seems to go up an octave. So it looks like he is going to have the powers, but they do say that he can only do this for an hour. And if super friends don't get their powers back in an hour, they may die. These are stakes. It was kind of cool to see Robin flying. That was uh, uh, pretty awesome. He uh, confronts this monster, throws the train. Robin catches it. Yeah, the, this uh, <laughs> this really gets Doctor Frankenstein upset. I don't know if you know this, but when uh, he, he shows up to ruin things, like Frankenstein is like really mad and yells destroy robin <laughs> he is very upset well wouldn't you be like here you are you're on the cusp of world domination right you've taken all the powerful super friends and then robin shows up like i said juiced out of his mind looking like 1989 hulk hogan wouldn't you be like god dang it robin kill him he uh, throws a house at robin which robin catches and puts right back where it was he actually hooks Robin with the magic lasso. Yeah. Finally, Robin's like, well, we're both unbeatable. There's only one way to take care of this. And he just flies away. So you're not sure what's going on at that point in time. This guy goes back to just trying to wreck stuff. But then Robin, who's not more than just power, he's... He, he's can, just, I, can, I, can I just stop the recap for one second? Should go for it. I do love the fact that here he has the powers of Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman. He's created the most powerful monster in history. And they keep their attack going on the village in Transylvania. <laughs> like, wouldn't you be like, okay, hey, fly to Paris, fly to London, go take that place over. Nope, it's just Transylvania. He just pissed at those villagers for, you know, being so mean to his family. They were just good. So Robin comes back. He's not just brawn. This guy's, this boy's smart. He has a lead line suit. And kryptonite, because he knows that since they have Superman's powers, they also have his weaknesses. And this, uh, he uses that kryptonite to defeat this monster. Then there's a weird shot of Robin flying without the suit, and the, the guy's defeated. So I'm not sure why the kryptonite wouldn't wear off at that point, but hey, it's a, maybe I'm being too nitpicky. You, you do pick the strangest things to nitpick over in 1970s cartoons. Now, somehow the three super friends who could barely stand make it all the way from Austria back to Transylvania to Frankenstein's castle, and they ambush him. At one point, uh, Igor grabs uh, Batman in a bear hug, but Gleek jumps on his head and uh, saves the day. And then uh, Robin comes back, 
And he's like, we only have a minute left. So we're really against the clock here. And they redo the experiment to put all the powers back to the right people. Ironically, uh, Robin's panicking about time when technically he has super speed at this point, but meh, he's Robin. Because honestly, if you're Robin, like, do you have that split second of, but wait a minute, if I don't give them their powers back, I get to stay awesome Robin forever. Well, I'm assuming with the whole one hour thing, he would also lose the powers as well. And if he just doesn't give it back to them, they just go away, maybe. Yeah, that makes sense. I forgot about the one hour stipulation. Okay. But Robin does the right thing. They do the experiment again. Everybody gets their powers back and everyone says, oh, it's uh, good to be normal again. Uh, but Robin says that uh, he doesn't know about that because he kind of really enjoyed flying like Superman. Yeah, because who wouldn't, you know, for, for a minute, just a minute for that. for that. I guess it was an hour. For one hour, he was the most powerful hero on Earth. And uh, they say, speaking of flying, and they mention that no one's seen Gleek. And then we end with Gleek in his plane flying to Egypt because he's got a map, which apparently he can't read. <laughs> But hey, Gleek saved the day by jumping on the monster's head. Well, he did, and he did help out Robin. So there you go. Everyone's a hero. Well, not everyone. Aquaman pretty much, you know. Well, he was in Atlantis with the Wonder Twins. Give him a break. So, like, I have a question. So he's in Atlantis with the Wonder Twins, right? And which one? Zan can take different forms of water. Form of water, yep. So, like, and he turns to water. Does he just get, like, really diluted and gather him back up? Like, I would think Atlantis would be the last place Zan would want to go. I've never understood that thing anyway. I mean, like, when you form into just a puddle of water, like, wouldn't you have to get, like, every single last drop when you turn back into a human or something part of you is going to be missing? Like, you're missing two toes? That'd be great. That'd be tremendous. You know, Zan just limping around because he, he lost his left ankle. <laughs> and there you have it. The Super Friends meet Frankenstein. Was it everything uh, you uh, remember it being? Everything and more. Uh, being that you don't, you don't even remember it. <laughs> I still remember it fondly, but I will say there's the old saying, you know, you tell people don't, don't ever meet your heroes. I think like, a, a <laughs> you know, a, a, another version of that is like, don't watch your beloved childhood cartoons again. Often they, they don't really hold up. You know, the one thing you didn't, you know, in terms of nostalgia, the one thing you didn't bring up is that on all the, on, on this show, especially I, I love the narrator. You know, I love I love when you get that breakaway with the sound effect. It's like, meanwhile, back in Transylvania, and they do the little. Blue, blue, blue. I love I love that. That brought back fond memories. I will say the voices. Immediately, I was I was back to being six or seven years old again, seven or eight years old, I guess. You know, with, with the voices, those came right back to me. Uh, in terms of you know animation and and plot. Not so much. Those don't stand up as well. I love when you watch old Super Friends. Like, oh, my favorite thing to do is when you watch these, like, watch the logos on the heroes' chests and how often they'll invert the colors for a scene. Like, there'll be a, there'll be a yellow bat on a black on a black circle, or the or the red and the uh, yellow on Superman's chest will just randomly reverse because some cartoonists got confused back then. But but no, I I enjoyed it for the nostalgia. I, I don't. I don't necessarily have to go back and watch a lot more of these again. Um, when I was trying to decide which ones to watch, you know, there was the one that gets a lot of uh, a, a super popular is the one uh, where, where they turn into the characters from Oz. The Planet of Oz. I, I was looking at that when I was finding uh, this episode. 
episodes, I think, after this one. Uh, there's the one where they become trolls. I think, did you do one where they become all universe? Was that one of your episodes already? The one I did was when there was the aliens in the future who the 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 Earth was doomed and they went into the past to see that the Legion of Doom had accidentally destroyed the Earth while trying. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, there, cause there's another one where they go to like an, an alternate universe where all the super friends are evil. Yes, I love that episode. They put dark circles around their eyes. Robin has a mustache and Aquaman wears a patch eye. Right, and everybody else, like Superman just wears eyeshadow. So, you know, if, if, if you go to Sephora in that universe, you're, you're automatically evil. Well, what I, I got to say what surprised me the most was I thought I remember the animation being a lot better. But uh, re-watching this, the animation was really felt rushed and kind of sloppy, I got to say. I, I can, you know, for, for Hanna-Barbera, I can honestly say that, like, the Super Friends animation, it was, like, below even, like, Scooby-Doo, the Flintstones, Yogi Bear. Like, this, this, is, this is not a good-looking show. We are going to jump right to... Matt, 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 speaking of not good-looking shows... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, speaking of this episode... Uh, so like, do you think people are still listening right now? Like, like, do you watch your staff? Like, do people listen to, to like this whole thing? I, I don't know. I mean, it tells me how many times they've been downloaded. It, I don't think there's anything that tells me if every second is listened to everybody listening. Just do me a favor. If you're still listening, like at this point, you hear me say these words, tweet me, um, at Jamie J U C W or tweet, tweet Matt. What, what's your, uh, what's your podcast? I'm at Matt Spectro at Matt Spectro tweet one of us and just be like, Hey, I'm still listening. And remember, like in Marvel, like back in the comics, if you wrote in, you'd get a no prize. Yes, no prize. I love the no prize. What I'm going to do is like anybody who tweets at either one of us, I'll keep an eye out. If you tweet, hey, I'm still listening, I'll send you a, a, a Jamie prize. And I named it a Jamie prize so everybody knows it's mine, like a back computer <laughs> so, or a Justice League junk pile. So what you're saying is we're not going to sign both our names to it? No, did, did you know it, it, it's the Jamie prize? It's not the Spectro prize. It's not the multiverse prize. It's the Jamie prize, but I will. So tweet at that at, at Matt Spectra or at Jamie J U C W. Say I, I'm still listening, and you, and you get some kind of a cool prize. The guy's literally trying to buy listeners at this point. What's going? Is that fair to the other four? Buying listeners, I'm saying if you're still listening, I appreciate you, and I'll send you a little something as a thank you. Maybe if you're a little bit more gracious to your listeners and your guest host by not ignoring episodes that they hosted for you. While you're off gallivanting, where were you? Disney, the Vineyard? I was at, I was at Disney World. Which person vacation were you on that? <laughs> anyway, I was trying to show my appreciation that I value our listeners and just give them a little, a little thank you for, for listening this far. I appreciate it. We do value our listeners. and it's, it's something different, spicing up the show a little bit this week. That's why you're one of our top five guests of all time and guest of the year. Thank you. 2021 guest of the year. So we're going over to our spectrometer. Anyone new where we rank what we see with the spectrometer? Zero spectros being garbage. Four spectros being doesn't get any better than this. Jamie, how are you going to rank Super Friends? The Super Friends meet Frankenstein. Oh, I can't give it four. Three's a stretch. I mean, I, I got to give it like a, I, I have to give it a two. Two. Just, just for nostalgia. Cause it's really not good. I give it to, I give it a two for nostalgia and, and the voices. Otherwise this isn't good. Uh, I'm going, uh, I'm going to give it three. I, I really, really still to this day enjoyed this cartoon. I admit, I, I admit it's flaws. 
which there are many, <laughs> but you, you didn't touch on it. Like help. We're in Transylvania. Let's get in the bat plane. Seven minutes later, they're there. <laughs> well, it's a very fast bat plane. They were adjusting it right before this happened. Oh my God. I mean, the voice acting is tremendous. The music is tremendous. I like how they barely tweaked any of the costumes or whatnot. It's just a fun time. I, I liked it. Obviously, there's been better episodes, but uh, what's what's the lowest score you've ever given something on this show? I, I gave something a half a half a spectrum. Which one? Uh, Fred and Barney meet the thing. All right, I'll, all right. Maybe I'll have to go back and listen to that one. Yeah, that was. Uh, You're starting to remind me as an indie promoter that as guys come through the curtain. What'd you think? It was great, great job. When you know <laughs> it was you know, freaking you know, Mark Sherman versus I don't know. I don't want to pick on anybody. I've given other episodes. I gave the Iron Man '90s cartoon a low review. Uh, I didn't the the Dracula cartoon reviewed. I didn't give a very high. All right. Okay. Good. So you're 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 a fair and just. This is this is a uh, this is a positive uh, podcast. You know, we're we're here to have fun. You know, we're not here to make people feel bad about the cartoons, the hard work they did. I'm not trying. To, well, I mean, I don't think I'm making anybody feel bad. Did you say literally nobody's alive? <laughs> well, the voice of Wonder Woman is still with us. Uh, she did a great job. We, I'm, I'm very appreciative of, um, of the hard work and the voice characterization that uh, Shannon put in for this. Um, what do you think out there? Did you like it more than uh, me and Jamie? Um, if you liked it less, that's all right. We can't take that away from you. We always like different opinions. Go to my uh, Twitter and uh, let me know what you think. You can find me at Matt Spectro. Follow me while you're there. You can also go to my Facebook page, Matt Spectro the Multiverse. And uh, follow and like me and subscribe to my podcast. Really appreciate that as well. And we always want to hear from you. I always want to hear opinions. So while you're there, drop a comment. Let me know what you think. Jamie. I have a question. Wait. Go for it. When you when you run out of guests, you say, Jamie, will you come on again? Uh, you know, like, we, we need a boost. You know, it's kind of like when you bring back a, a classic character to, a, to a, an aging sitcom. Um, serious question. Does Robot Chicken count as an animated show? I, I would, if you wanted to do a Robot Chicken, I, I would have no issue. It's a form of animation. So I'm calling dibs on. I want to do one of the Robot Chicken uh, DC specials because I was just watching those the other night and I, I could not stop laughing. Plus, we uh, we still haven't done the Ray versus Jamie Batman trivia episode that we've been talking about for almost a year. Because Ray is afraid of me. It's very simple. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's like a typical. Typical heel. Uh, he's trying to avoid. Uh, he's trying to avoid somebody who he knows can beat him. You know, it's, it's you, you know how to reach me. You know where I am. It's very simple. Just reach out. I'll be there anytime, anyplace. So in 2022, a child comes across the Super Friends meet Frankenstein. What do you think? They're going to enjoy it. A child, absolutely. A child would have fun. I think it holds up enough that kids. Young kids would still enjoy watching it. It, would, it. They would not be bored of it, especially if it's a kid that's in any kind of superheroes. Especially the space monkey, because everybody loves a silly sidekick. No, <laughs> nobody. I, I <laughs> if there's a Gleek fan out there, I want you to, to, to contact me or Jamie and let me know. I, I would go as far as to say there isn't a single one. If they don't tweet us for the free prize, they're not going to tweet and admit they're a Gleek <laughs> fan. Come on. Sadly, somewhere out there, there's probably a Gleek podcast. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I, maybe maybe I'll find it. Maybe, maybe they'll give me the credit I deserve as as a guest <laughs> of the year if I go on the you know Gleekorama podcast.
Well, I do appreciate you coming back to be part of our year and our year anniversary countdown. Um, normally, there's a, this is the plug time of our show, but I don't know if you currently have anything to plug. Dude, I haven't had anything to plug in three years. We covered this. I, I, I just sit in my sit at my California estate, um, you know, watch the deer and, and I think we can sound like home on the range, but, you know, watch watch the deer frolic. Um, we do have wild peacocks. That's kind of fun. They wander around now. Um, but that's it. You know, I, I go to the country club and, and have drinks. All right. Well, I want to thank you for joining us. Hopefully, I think uh, it's a mint julep Saturday as, as I sit here getting ready to head over. Hopefully you'll join us again sometime. A- anytime. I live for this. And who knows, maybe uh, when we do the two-year anniversary countdown, you'll still be in the top five. Who's going to beat me? <laughs> I'm unstoppable. I'm like Thanos. I'm inevitable. Actually, this is like a great wrestling angle. We've actually told them what we're going to do next. We're going to do Robot Chicken. That is true. We can do that. But maybe at one point I'll get some uh, other podcasters or YouTubes that uh, actually have an audience and they'll come and, and I'll get the rub from that. I've done my best for you. I, I make repeat appearances, giving away free prizes. I don't know what else to do for you. Um, but, you know, like I said, I bet you before the Pops reunion episode, that's going to be huge. Uh, the Ray versus Jamie episode, that's going to be huge. You know, I see that we've, we've got at least two or three more episodes in our future together. I'm very excited. All right, as am I. So I want to thank you all for joining us. Thank Jamie for being here and join us again next week for another episode of Met Spectro Through the Multiverse. Excelsior!